0: Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, GetPuroAir.com. I'm Stephanie Safarian, and this is Episode 98.
1: You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian.
0: Hello there, friends, and welcome back. Is it me or does November always get the shaft? Now, here in the United States, things really start to pick up on November 1st, the day after Halloween. And that's because the holiday craze is suddenly upon us Christmas commercials, Christmas trees in stores, holiday sales. There's some chatter about Thanksgiving, which for us in America comes at the end of November. There's some chatter about Thanksgiving, sure, but that chatter always seems to be centered around what we must get done right this second in order to prepare for that big holiday meal. It's almost like being busy, or being over-busy really, is normal, and if you aren't super busy, you're doing something wrong. Now, despite all these man-made distractions, November is actually the perfect time to slow down, to go inward, and to reflect. That's because it's getting colder. It's getting darker earlier, too. So it's natural for you and me to desire and really crave a slower pace. My guest today is Kelsey Bentley. Kelsey is a blogger, who talks about self-care in pragmatic terms. Today, Kelsey outlines the how and the why between her four November-specific self-care must-dos, including compromising, delegating, practicing gratitude, and taking shortcuts. Kelsey is also on the show today to give us permission, almost, to slow down, even though the world is incessantly urging us to speed up enjoy the interview. Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to talk all about the season we're in, November and December. I am really
1: thrilled to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Well, I love your blog and I love how you talk about self-care and you make it accessible for everybody, even even the most busiest of women. And I really appreciate that about your work and what you write about. And I love how today we're going to talk about self-care as it applies to the fall. But before we even get there, tell us who you are, what you do, and what you blog about.
1: Okay, so um, I'm Kelsey Bentley, and I'm actually a hairstylist by trade, but I blog about all things self-care, and I like to throw in a little bit of mindfulness and personal development stuff as well, because I feel like these things are kind of interlinked, or at least they are for me. And how did you start blogging? So I actually kind of started blogging by accident. I started off, I thought I was going to do a YouTube channel. I did some very cringy YouTube videos. And then I kind of fell into blogging a little bit through discovering stuff online and that sort of thing. But I really just, you know, I struggled and I know a lot of my clients struggled with taking care of themselves. And I didn't really realize at first that that is what it was called. I just knew that we were all busy and stressed out and not really enjoying life the way we should be. And throughout my looking for answers for this, that's kind of how I came into self-care. Hmm, A couple
0: things that you mentioned there makes me just think that you must have such a unique perspective on the state of adulthood because of all the women and maybe some men that you talk to through being a hairstylist and what's interesting to me is that most of your clients are saying the exact same thing which is that we're overworked stressed out overtired and you know not not so much enjoying our day-to-day lives so yeah it shouldn't be that way should it
1: (laughs) No, not at all. And, you know, I think that oftentimes too, I don't know that people realize that they actually have a choice in the matter. And so that's my hope is to be able to show people that you have, you do have a choice more often than you think you do.
0: Well, we're going to talk about self care as it applies to this late, late fall, I'm going to call it. And this is an interesting time of year because I feel like at least in the Northeast where I live, I'm getting all these signs and signals to slow down. Daylight savings just ended. It's dark at 4.30. I'm receiving all these signals to like kind of go within and hibernate. And that's lovely, but it's almost kind of impossible because I feel this nagging that the holidays are coming. I know you advocate for slowing down and enjoying the season instead of speeding up in anticipation of the holidays, but I'm wondering why do you think it's so important that we schedule that time to enjoy the season and slow down in
1: November? I think it's actually, it's completely critical to slow down in November because like you said, there's, there's all this push for, you know, being busy and being, you know, running around and shopping and doing all the things. But when we actually make a conscious effort, especially in November before it really, really starts to hit, we have an opportunity to decide which things are important to us and which things that we end up doing out of habit. So we give ourselves the opportunity to take things off our plates. And I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to take things off of our plates because, you know, there's family dynamics and traditions and things like that. But I just think that it's really important to evaluate which things bring us joy and which things we're doing out of habit.
0: But like, how does that work in real life when, so so for me, I'm hosting Thanksgiving dinner in, what is that now? at, At time of recording, I think that's three weeks away. And right after Thanksgiving, then it's like a mad rush to Christmas. And so I feel like I have this little window here to maybe slow down, but I feel almost as though if I do slow down, I'm setting myself up for extra stress and
1: extra chaos later what would you say to that? So I have found, and this is something I'm really making a conscious effort toward this year, um, it's okay to delegate or to take things off of our plates. For instance, there's a big church service that we have every year, and it's, it's kind of a, a whole production of things. And it kind of got dropped in my lap a few years ago. And I mean, it's not something that I love um, and not I don't dislike it, but it's just something that's a lot of work and I'm not as invested in it as some other people in the congregation are. And so this year we're actually bringing other members of the congregation in and, you know, we're asking for the help that we need. And because I think that this is something that other people enjoy doing, they won't, they will be happy to do it. You know what I mean? They won't mind that we have asked for help on this. So I think just being okay with asking for the help that we need or making compromises, I think that any of that stuff is totally fine.
0: Yeah, asking for help, that's a great self-care technique for every month of the year, but especially as we're all kind of gearing up for the craziness that's to come. Another suggestion you give on your blog for self-care specific to November is To practice gratitude. Can you tell me a
1: little bit about that? So, I've been doing a lot of looking into gratitude. Um, I actually just have a brand new post out um, today, the day of recording, that has um, nine ways that gratitude impacts our lives, you know, all around. And how, um, like, I was just reading last night, for instance, on something else that I was working on, that it actually helps increase the serotonin in our brains, which is one of our happy chemicals. And so I think just knowing that gratitude carries over into other areas of our lives and being willing to see that it makes some of the little stuff that we stress about during the holidays normally, it kind of makes that stuff back away just a little bit. It makes the other stuff feel less important.
0: Yeah. Your response makes me think about the way I choose to look at the Thanksgiving dinner that I'm hosting, right? I could look at it as, oh God, I'm stuck with it again. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do this. I hate cleaning my house. <laughs> blah blah, yeah. blah. I could think of it that way. And to be honest, some of those thoughts do creep in. But when I just shift my mindset to, I'm so excited to cook my favorite people in the entire world a healthy meal, and I'm so excited to gather in my house and have it be filled with love. When I really just kind of change my mindset, it makes the impending task seem much more manageable almost. I don't know if that makes sense.
1: It does. It does because it's kind of going from that mindset of I have to do to I get to do. Mm, Yes, that's the perfect way of phrasing it. I'm wondering what your thoughts
0: are on taking some shortcuts in November that you might not take in, let's say July. <laughs> what do you think about taking shortcuts
1: to, you
0: know, ease your burden?
1: I am a ok with shortcuts. I think that you have to decide, you know, kind of like we said, you decide what's important for you. so when you when you pause at the beginning of the season and look at the look at the list of things you have to do, The things that bring you joy are the things that you can go all in on. And the things that don't bring you joy, take whatever shortcut you can to get there. If you have to do grocery pickup or Instacart to get your groceries, you know, because you hate dealing with the crowds, you know, whatever. So I love cooking Thanksgiving. And my, probably one of my favorite things is when I am making the dressing, I cut carrots into little heart shapes and I put them on top of the dressing. But I love that. And it brings me joy. And so I make sure I have time for that. Now there are other people who they don't love cooking at all. And maybe they order their whole meal from a restaurant that caters out. And that is perfectly fine. Like your holiday can be exactly what you think it needs to be and what what will allow you to be present and available for those people that you are are celebrating with.
0: Yeah, I love that. Take the shortcuts you need so that you can actually enjoy the season.
1: Yeah, because it doesn't do anybody any good if you're not willing to take shortcuts, but you're also not very fun to be around. (laughs) Right.
0: Totally. Oh, I totally hear that. (laughs) Yeah. If you're miserable, uh, everyone around you is going to be miserable as well. And There's no medals that are given out for you know working yourself to the bone, right? Right. There's no like a plus that you're gonna get for running yourself ragged. I love that. You talk about compromising, especially in November. What does that look like, and what does that mean?
1: My compromise. So I have um, we have a cat, and there's a store where we can refill our own buckets for kitty litter. Okay, and this is like a silly thing. But for me to go to that store and refill the buckets, it's like a trip across town. I don't normally go to other stores there, whatever. And I asked my husband, because, you know, I'm self employed otherwise. I'm building a blog. And I said, I'm just, I'm so like stressed out. We need kitty litter, whatever. Can you take care of this? And the compromise comes in that he takes care of it, but he takes care of it in his own way. And that's okay. Like, that's one thing about asking for help is like, when you ask for help, sometimes you compromise. Is he driving across town to get the refillable bucket of kitty litter? No, he's not. Actually, he was smart and he's having it delivered to our door. But, you know, just, just kind of keeping that in mind that, you know, yes, we can ask for help, but we have to be gracious to those people who are willing to help us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like maybe hand off the reins a little bit and be okay if things aren't exactly the way you envision or exactly the way you want. Keep the big picture in mind almost that it's not about, did you get the refillable cat litter? Maybe the big picture is, does your kitty have cat litter? (laughs)
1: Right, absolutely, and like I said, it's a silly example, but you know, it's just these little things that I think that we um, that we stress ourselves out over too much, and it's it's totally not necessary because, like you said, the the kitty has cat litter, and that's what's important.
0: Well, I'm sure ninety nine percent of listeners listening right now have countless examples from their own lives of they delegate a job to their spouse, and it doesn't go (laughs) exactly as they had wanted. But you're right. When you ask for help, you have to compromise.
1: Yeah. And I think when we become comfortable with those compromises, it just makes everybody happier. And regardless of how the job gets done, we've still taken a burden off of our plate, and that's Mm -hmm. okay.
0: Well, what I love about your self-care techniques is that it's not about adding something to our already overflowing plates. Like it's not, you're not adding something to our schedule with your suggestions. You're not saying, oh, go to a yoga class or, oh, get a pedicure. What, what your suggestions are instead are all about like nurturing your space and saying no, even in some cases, taking things off your schedule. And I really feel as though self-care there's kind of this aura around self-care as it's like massages and pedicures. And for a lot of people, I don't feel like that's realistic simply because their schedule is already overflowing and adding another to-do list item onto that schedule doesn't feel like self-care. It just kind of feels like more work. So thank you for those suggestions. I would love to kind of pivot almost and talk to you about something that I've always wanted to talk to somebody about. And I think that you are the perfect person. And that is the Danish concept of hygge. And I hope if anyone's listening, I hope I am pronouncing that right, hygge. But it's essentially like coziness, right? And it, it so many blogs talk about hygge. And I need to know, how do you practice hygge in
1: November? So, the big thing, I think, and you nailed it with your description of self-care, um, there's a lot of, perhaps, misconceptions. Um, there's a lot of, you see a lot about needing a certain aesthetic. You know, everything on Pinterest right now is about the aesthetic. But what really matters is creating relationships and a general sense of coziness and well-being and so in terms of practicing in that in november i think it's important to find what's what feels natural and authentic to you you know if if it feels cozy and comfortable to hang around with a couple girlfriends in your yoga pants and you know have a hot chocolate and watch girly movies whatever then um you know, that's what you do. But if you like something that's a little more sophisticated and structured, maybe you throw a dinner party and, and you dress up in your holiday sweaters, then do that. But I mean, the important thing is, is just like with self-care, you have to find what fits you and, you know, what feels natural and authentic to you. Natural and authentic to me, um, I think of like, a crock pot full of soup in the kitchen. I think of, you know, there is a big emphasis on candles. and if I remember correctly, I think I read one time something about how um, how Huga is responsible for like selling so many candles in Denmark you know, definitely candles, of course, because, you know, like having that little bit of like ambient lighting is really cozy. So yeah, I like soup and crock pots and yoga pants. That is totally me. (laughs) That's my cozy.
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm all up in there with all of that. And I might add some warm apple cider to your (laughs) to the picture you just painted.
1: (laughs) Yes, for sure.
0: You suggest that November is the perfect time to revisit those resolutions we made 11 months prior in January. I'm wondering why, though. Why November?
1: Well, too many people, I think, write off the fact that they still have like seven to nine weeks left of the year. I mean, as of as of right now, we have seven weeks left. So I mean, you can get so much done in seven weeks. I think we forget that not every waking moment in November and December has to be occupied with all things holiday related. And so even if maybe maybe you don't identify with the goals that you set at the beginning of the year, maybe you can start looking forward and deciding what you want for the following year. So what do I want for 2020? Like imagine getting a seven week head start on something that you want to accomplish I think that we tend to write off this last part of the year too much, but there's still so much that we can do.
0: I love that answer, and I think you really hit the nail on the head. There is seven to eight weeks left of 2019, and I think that the reason that we're all just crazed about the holiday is, is partly because that's what marketers tell us we should be doing. We should be buying starting on November 1st, the day after Halloween. The catalogs are coming. The trees are in the stores. Companies want us to be buying, buying, buying in anticipation of the holidays. And we can take back some of that power by saying, no, no thank you. Absolutely. One final question I have for you is that November 13th is World Kindness Day. Now, for those of you listening at release day, November 12th, World Kindness Day for you is tomorrow. Why should we all be celebrating World Kindness
1: Day and how will you be celebrating it? So World Kindness Day, I actually was just introduced to this topic last year and I don't even remember how I came across it. But the reason that, I mean, there's several reasons that we need to be celebrating World Kindness Day, but there's no harm in adding more kindness to the world. I think that we need it right now because people are People are too comfortable dividing themselves and finding things wrong with other people. But when we make a conscious effort to be kind to other people, it can bring people together so much. Um, so, what I am doing this year, I'm actually off on World Kindness Day. So, I am doing a little pre-gaming. I have some little cards printed up. I'm going to keep at work and give to my clients, just with little reminder to celebrate World Kindness Day. And they have, um, I think, seven different, you know, little ideas for inspirations. And then I'm gonna, I have a few random acts of kindness that I have planned for World Kindness Day. And then, whenever I do one, I'm going to leave behind one of those cards in hopes that it inspires someone else to go ahead and play along. Mm.
0: Celebrating World Kindness Day has absolutely nothing to do with preparing for the holidays. It's, again, taking back a little bit of our days and a little bit of our power and saying, "Mm, not yet, not yet Thanksgiving, and certainly not yet Christmas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah like I'm not here to consume. I'm here to just give of, you know, my attention, um, my kindness, obviously. I I mean, you know, maybe my money, but it it doesn't have to. And that's the beauty of it is like you don't have to spend anything to be kind. Yeah.
0: And we are all so much more than consumers. Mm -hmm. Kelsey, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can my listeners get some serious self-care inspiration from you.
1: So I blog twice a week over at simplybentley.com. And I hope probably after the new year to also launch my Instagram. So that'll also be simplybentley.
0: Thank you so much, Kelsey. This was a really grounding conversation because it makes me think that, no, I do not have to be stressed about Thanksgiving quite yet. So thank you so much. I so hope you enjoyed that interview with Kelsey Bentley over at simplybentley.com. This week's eco tip is a conglomeration of eco tips I've received this past week from all of you. I have received so many messages from you, the listeners, after having listened to last week's episode on ethical giving. So this week's eco tip is additional DIY gift ideas that you are all making for your loved ones. I'm offering up your ideas to others in hopes that one or two of them will inspire you to get making instead of get buying. Bonnie is giving Just Add Water chocolate mug cakes in mugs she finds at the Salvation Army. Hank swears by bacon jam and is giving it to friends and family. Shell is making chocolate truffles and packaging them responsibly. She's also drawing portraits. And Crystal is knitting socks and giving donations to charities in loved ones' names. Now, if you have a great holiday gift idea, please reach out and share it. Or better yet, come on in and join our closed and amazing Facebook group. We have a pretty epic list of ideas going on over there. Just search Facebook for Sustainable Minimalists and it will take you to us. Now, on next week's show, I kind of teased this episode last week, but I moved stuff around. On next week's show, we're talking about inspiring the next generation of sustainable leaders. I will see you then. Have a wonderful week and enjoy a slower pace. Take care.
1: Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check.